if anyone is out there listening to this that has that wants to do a podcast and is is sort of on the fence uh, i say just do it jump jump (laughs) jump off that bridge and just do it and you're gonna grow and you're gonna get better and there's nothing wrong with doing that the hardest part is taking that first step if you don't take that first step you'll never know Welcome to Podcasting in Real Life, the Buzzcast show where we dive into the real-life stories of podcasters in the middle of their podcasting journey. I am your host, Travis Albritton, head of content over at Buzzsprout, and you won't hear anyone famous on these podcast episodes. Instead, you'll hear everyday podcasters, just like you, share personal stories about how podcasting has impacted them and the things they've learned along the way. And in today's conversation, I get to sit down with one of the hosts of the Trick or Treat Radio podcast, Jesse Smith. Now, what was really cool about this conversation is that Jesse has been podcasting for a while. While most people have, you know, probably been podcasting for a year or two, maybe three, Jesse has been running his podcast for more than six years, and they haven't missed a week since they started it, and just has a wealth of knowledge to offer. And so I really appreciate that he was willing to do that. And the thing that I probably loved about this conversation more than anything was when we were able to talk about how podcasting makes you a more confident person. That when you're first getting started, there's a lot of anxiety, there's a lot of doubt. But then as you start to create episodes, you start to become more confident in yourself and in your ability to help the people that listen to your podcast. But while many people dream of one day being a full-time podcaster, and that's, that's the goal they set at the beginning, when Jesse and his friends started their podcast, it was for a very different reason. It sort of started uh, several years before that. I guess in the early to mid-2000s, I was doing internet radio, and I was petrified of, of talking. <laughs> like I just liked to play music. I didn't want to actually talk because I just just wasn't comfortable doing it. So... You know, but then after a while, people were like, "Oh, you know, you have a great radio voice. You have a good voice." And and I, I, I didn't believe them at first, but then I, I was sort of okay. Like maybe after a while, maybe people aren't just you know just just lying to me. So, you know, that was sort of it kind of had planted that seed, I guess. And and you know, and then there was that kind of went away for for various reasons. And and then uh, I would say several years later, you know, I've I've been a musician as well, and I'm in a band, and we initially. We're doing a video podcast to help promote the band. That was just sort of a thing we did. We did like a weekly variety show, but it became very like daunting and time consuming to try to like schedule shoots and, and for me to edit it and everything. So it just became a little overbearing. And so I was talking to the guys. I'm like, well, why don't we just do an audio podcast? We can just we can do it from wherever. You know, we don't need to be in the same location and we'll just put it out and, you know, I can edit it together and it'll be quicker. And so that was sort of the the initial impetus for it. And we, it was originally to help promote the band. And then very shortly after that, well, we'll step back. We, we were like, okay, let's do it. We scheduled it for like a, a, you know, like a Wednesday night or whatever. And we're like, let's just stick to it and let's do it. And we, we did it. There was barely any prep, you know, and we did sort of an episode zero and, it, we put it out there, and then we're like, okay, I guess we're doing this now. And 
you know, and so since then we've put out, uh, we're, we're about to do episode 334. So for 334 consecutive weeks, uh, we've been doing it. So I guess, I guess we enjoy it. Well, you kind of have to at that point. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. If you're not enjoying it after 334 weeks, then <laughs> you're really just torturing yourself at that point. Yeah, I think it's now it's like a game of attrition. Like, we'll just see how long we can keep doing it now. It's like a like a challenge. <laughs> so so I love that when you first... Because a lot of people, when they start podcasts, it's like an individual endeavor. Like, I have a goal or I'm trying to promote my business or, you know, whatever. But for you, it was to help promote your band. But I, I imagine you did it with your band as well. And so it was basically a, an opportunity for you guys to get together and have maybe a more structured conversation about something, um, but still an opportunity to just kind of hang out and do something as a hobby together. Yeah, and the funny thing about that is it it really only lasted about maybe three to five episodes. I haven't gone back and listened to the early ones in a long time, but then we just sort of stopped, like the focus shifted because we, we... you know, I uh, the guys I do the show with, we've been friends for over 20 years at this point. So we've known each other for a really long time. And we've been doing the show in various incarnations at like diners and restaurants for those 20 years. So for us, it was just the only difference is we put mics in front of us. And so we would say, you know, stupid stuff and, and you know, and, and off the wall stuff. We'd argue, we'd, we'd get on each other's cases. And I think that became sort of the car crash that people wanted to to, to to observe and it just became more about that we did get a little bit into songwriting and talking about the process about the band and things like that but it really became more about the conversation and about just the the interaction between between friends is sort of what it became and so it became something very different and you know over the years it's it's sort of evolved quite a bit from you know at at first we were all in separate locations doing it via Skype and I was using like a call recorder to now, you know, where I've built a studio, we do it live from a studio, we stream it and it's just such a different experience, but it's, it's been such a, you know, such a fun journey over the years. And I think that's one of the things that's made it interesting is to continually challenge myself and to grow and try these different things. Well, and, and that was something I wanted to ask you when I saw that you've been doing this for over six years, like that, that is light years in <laughs> podcasting terms, right? Like the word podcasting didn't exist 20 years ago, right? right. So, so how do you keep it fresh? Like what are the things that you do to stay engaged, to stay, you know, motivated and excited about what you're doing and not like, oh, I guess we got to do another podcast episode next week. Like how do you stay in the zone and, and stay excited about what you're doing? Well, the funny thing is you mentioned that, you know, six and a half years is a long time. And to me, I have friends that have been doing it for 10 plus years. You know, like I know people who have been doing it for, I think one of our, one of our uh, friend shows just had like an 11 year anniversary. So for me, like, I feel like we're still kind of like the new guys on the block in, in terms of, you know, some of, some of the people that I know that have been doing it. So in that case, like, you know, like I sort of know my place. Like I know that we're, we're not the oldest kids on the block, but we're also not the newest. So that's something that I've, that I've enjoyed is, is imparting my knowledge and what I've learned. But just to sort of get back to the question at hand is how do I, you know, how does it stay fresh? And I think it goes back to what I said is just, it's me and my friends hanging out. Like this is our hangout now. Like everyone has their own responsibilities. Like we don't really get a chance to go out as often anymore because there's, there's kids and there's significant others and there's bills and there's mortgages and 
you know, it just, we just don't have that, you know, the expendable income or expendable time to be able to just, you know, uh, on a, on a moment's notice, go out and just hang out, you know? So this is sort of us, I think the last bastion of our friendship of holding on to something and, you know, we plan it, we do it every Wednesday, like every Wednesday, 9 PM Eastern, like that's it. Like you don't make plans that night because we have something going on. And, you know, I think that's one of the things is we have built in a schedule. You know, I know a lot of other shows kind of do it as they can. And I actually have another show where we just try to plan it and try to figure out the best day and it doesn't always work out. So having that set schedule was huge for, for us because we know on Wednesday night, 9 p.m., we know where we have to be. We know what we're going to be you know, doing that night. There's no other plans. I've had to cancel plans and, you know, that I really wanted to do. Or if there's something really important, we can always move the show. Like we have done that. But, you know, I think really that's the thing that really keeps us motivated is, is just knowing that we get some time to hang out and that people get to join in on the conversation. We, do, we have like a live chat room where people can come and, and join. And it's almost like we're sitting at that table, at that diner table, and we have just, you know, passerbys just coming in and chiming in and, and adding their own, you know, two cents. And, you know, we, we always welcome voice messages as well. We have a lot of listeners who send their voice messages, and they're sort of part of the, of the table, so to speak, is sort of how we refer to it. So that's really what, what keeps it interesting and what keeps us going. And I, I really don't see an end in sight for now. I mean, I'm sure, you know, you never know, something could come up, but for now, like we're just having a lot of fun doing it. And like I said, we try to always try new things and try to keep things fresh. And honestly, doing it live is huge. I'm sure we'll get a little bit more into the technical end of things. Uh, But I used to edit for eight to 10 hours for each episode and hate my life. (laughs) (laughs) And, And now I just hit record. I do, I do all the interstitials, all the music breaks, everything I do it live and then once once it's done, I stop it, and that's it. I process the audio. I'll cut the head and the tail, and that's it, and I upload it. Yeah, I do want to ask you a little bit about your uh, kind of how you have your, your whole setup structured because you have a rather sophisticated podcast compared to kind of the normal intro, theme music, you know, ad spot. Like, you incorporate a lot of elements into your podcast, so maybe... Uh, talk about where your podcast is right now and like the different things that you incorporate and then maybe a little bit about how you do that because I know the tech yeah. space can kind of be really overwhelming to a lot of people. Um, and so maybe just walk through your process a little bit. Sure. So clearly you've listened to it then and, and I will apologize. I'm sorry. <laughs> no. But um, yeah, so that... Like I said, and and one of my friends who I'd mentioned who's been podcasting for 11 years, I had been doing the show for probably a few months and we were just kind of like, you know, exchanging ideas and and he found out that I edit the show and he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa you, you edit? You actually cut out all the ums and the ahs and the, and the pregnant pauses and everything? I'm like, yeah, I want it to sound good. He's like, no, 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 no. He's like, you are going to drive yourself crazy and you won't be doing this for more than a, like a, a year or two. He says, trust me. He says, do it live and you will thank me later. And at the time, I'm like, oh, he's crazy. I, I can't do that. Like, and then, you know, there came a time when I actually, you know, moved closer to my friends because I was living further away. And then I ended up building a little studio and we said, yeah, let's try it. Let's, let's just see how it goes. And we basically did live to tape, you know, where I just hit, hit uh, record. We do the show, stop it, and then 
you know, put it out kind of like, like I said. So obviously that took a lot of research and, and, and everything to get to that point. So, you know, I, I, the first thing I guess for the, for the workflow is I do a a stereo mix. I, I know that's probably a term that some people out there have heard of, but basically what that is, is everything that's played on my computer is recorded. So that, that way I can, you know, I can play the interstitials. I can play the music in between breaks. You know, I can do all these different things like that. I can I can pull up a YouTube clip if I want to and play it, you know, or dialogue for movies, whatever. You know, I can do that, and it, it's a huge help. Although, I guess if people are going to go that direction, one thing you got to do is you got to disable all the sound effects, that Windows sound effects, Facebook sound effects, whatever, because you don't want them playing while you're doing the show. So it is kind of, you know, painstaking and, and time consuming to set it up. But, but once you do, at least for, for our show, it, it just worked like that's, that was the best way to do it. And so, you know, what I did was I, I do have a mixer. I actually have gone through several mixers, but now I'm on my third one and I have a 12 channel mixer now. So I basically have six microphones hooked up to it and I have uh, for, for, you know, for, for call-ins for, you know, we use Skype. And, and so what I'll do is I have an iPad that, that is basically just the Skype machine where I patch it into the mixer so I can control the volume there and, and the, the EQ so I can control that. And then I also have all the sounds from my computer coming into the mixer so I can actually control that as well. So I have control over everything in terms of volume. So I just mix it live and I make sure I get levels before we start you know, I've got it down to a T where, you know, now I just know where everyone's levels are. I just double check them before we record. But yeah, so basically what happens during the show is exactly how it comes out. I just process it. I, I add some compression and, and limiter and really like that's it as far as the workflow goes. So it it did take a little while to get used to. There was some bumps and bruises along the way, you know, and but now I I, I personally couldn't imagine doing it another way. And you know, I, I also produce podcasts for, for some other people as well. And I do the same thing. I, you know, I, I just tell them like, let's just do it live, but you, you will thank me later. And, and I, I genuinely feel the content is more organic as well. Now, some podcasts that just doesn't work. Some podcasts that, you know, like, um, you know, something that is more sort of educational or, like if it's if it, there's a lot of clips, if there's interviews or on location things, like then if you're telling a story, if it's a narrative podcast, then absolutely you got to edit. It's not it's it's a totally different thing. But for this, for you know, for what I do, just talking heads, you know, talking about a topic, talking about a movie or something like that, it just seems to work. And so it's certainly not for everybody, but it works for us. Yeah, and so I think the the thing that that I always try and keep in mind when I'm recording myself, I've never done a, a live recording podcast, but I try and do as much as I can in a single take. Yeah. And and for similar reasons, that I want it to actually sound like me talking and not Travis, the narrator voice, you know? <laughs> or, you know, I, I leave in the ums and the ahs and, and just think, okay, that's fine. I'm, I'm going to be aware of them and trying to eliminate as many unnecessary ones as possible. Yeah. But it's not the end of the world if people, you know, realize that I use filler words like most other human beings on the planet. Right. And, and that's the thing is 
that's how people talk. So why would you want to edit that out? If it was a film, then definitely. You know, a film is supposed to be concise and succinct. You know, you don't want to have ums and ahs in there because that's just, you know, that's that's a different thing entirely. But yeah, like, you're right. Like, you, that's how people talk. And I think you get, like, a really organic sort of take. And if you're constantly editing out things here and there, it just it just feels a little bit more robotic. And also, you'll never get better if you don't know what to improve. So, you know, I always have people go back and listen to the episode and find, you know, like, what, what made you cringe? What did you do that made you cringe? And then don't do it next time. It, I still do it. You know, I still do my ums and ahs or, or you know, things like that. You know, I have my little quirks that I try to work out, but you know, like I've over the six and a half years, I've gotten much better at at, at public speaking in general, and, and just speaking in general, and communicating, and and the podcast has a lot to do with that. Well, and what I think is really cool about podcasting over even radio is it's it feels like such a more intimate experience as a listener. Like I feel like I'm actually getting to know the person behind the microphone. Because they are allowing themselves to kind of come out and be authentic versus, yeah. you know, if you're listening to Casey Kasem, I don't know who that guy is. He, you know, curates some music list back in the 90s. Uh, but other than that, I don't feel like I know him, even if I listen to him for hours. But if I listen to a podcaster for three hours, I feel like they're one of my best friends. And I just th- I think that's such a cool thing about podcasting that is often overlooked. I, I totally agree. And that's one of the things that we've found that works really well is, you know, we have a lot of listeners who will leave voicemail and they, you know, because I had mentioned earlier, we, we you know, we kind of bust on each other. It's kind of a hallmark of the show is we bust on each other. And then our our listeners will call in and bust on us. And it's funny, you know, because they feel <laughs> like they're part of it. And, you know, and that's one of the things I love about it is is they feel like they're part of the conversation. Now, I know podcasting can be, a one-way street because as a listener you're you're getting to know you know the, the the podcaster or the hosts but they're not getting to know you and obviously that's that's just the way it's set up that's the way it is but it is sort of this interesting medium where it's like a one-way conversation so we try to make it as two-way as possible i mean obviously that's it's it's impossible to have everybody on the show, you know, but because we already have enough people as it is, we typically have five people on like every episode. And if we have a guest, then it gets, it's even more, but you know, we always reserve a segment at the end of the show where we take, we take uh, feedback and we love hearing from people. We've heard from people all over the world. We've heard from Russia, from, you know, from Finland. And basically I think almost every single country we've, we've heard from listeners and, and it's, and it's amazing to, to get that, even that glimpse of that two-way conversation of getting to hear from from them because they're always hearing about us. They know our in-jokes. They know our stories. They know about our lives, but we don't really know about theirs. And, and that's one of the great things. And uh, honestly, like I know it's slightly different, but I love that you guys at Buzzsprout have created this community now on Facebook because it sort of allows for that. And, you know, we get to know you guys and then, you know, we get to know sort of each other. And I think it's I think it's a really great medium for that. Yeah, I mean, because Facebook, it allows, especially groups, not pages so much. Pages are more like bulletin boards versus yeah. a group feels more like a water cooler environment. Um, but I love that. I love that people can come and ask questions and I, and I see other podcasters helping each other. 
Yep. Like that is that is just really cool to me. It's like we're all in this together. We're all trying to figure this out, and and no one is like you know so high and mighty that they can't stoop down to to help out someone who's just getting started. Like it's it's a really cool collaborative space. And so yeah, I've I've been equally encouraged by by how the group has been going so far. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So it's good to get that that sort of two way conversation, and and especially, I mean, I. You guys have been the only hosts that I've used in, in the six and a half years, so I don't really know much about about the other the other host, uh, you know, like podcast hosts. But you know, like I, I've, I you know, I think it's it's a good thing and it's a good time to do it because now there's no barrier to entry for podcasting. There's maybe twenty dollars, like you know, like you can get a cheap mic. You can even if you have, uh, you know, even if people have an iPad or an iPhone or you know, a tablet or whatever, you can just do it. Like you don't need to spend a lot of money. Obviously, if you want the quality to get better, then yes, you want to spend a little bit of money. But the barrier to entry is so low now that anyone can do this. So I want to circle back to uh, something you mentioned earlier, which is that you help other people with their podcasts. How did that start? And then I guess why why did you start helping other people? Because you have your own podcast, you have your day job, you have everything else. Like, how did you end up kind of in that side hustle so to speak yeah so the interesting thing is i have you know i have a relatively small apartment and uh, about five years ago my girlfriend moved in and the apartment was getting even smaller so you know one of the bedrooms was just my podcast studio and so i i, I knew and one of the things i wanted to do was i wanted to produce other people's shows because i had people you know, saying like, Hey, could you, you know, could you help me out? Could, you know, I was answering lots of questions for people. This is probably about three and a half, four years ago. And, you know, at the time I would just answer questions and, you know, people like, Oh, well, do you, do you do it yourself? Do you record other shows? And I said, well, I'm just not really set up for it. And, you know, I kind of don't want to have, you know, strangers coming into my house at all hours of the day and night. And it just wasn't really conducive to that. So, I looked into renting a space for the studio and to do so, obviously, you know, I'm, I'm renting it, so I have to pay for it. So sort of part of it was I wanted it to pay for itself. I wanted it to be self-sufficient. So that's when I sort of reached out to some people who had reached out to me and said, Hey, I'm going to be moving into a podcast studio and I'll be able to produce shows if you're interested. So right off the bat, I think I was, I was originally going to create a podcast network and I didn't end up having the time to do it quite the way I wanted to. We did have the network, so to speak, and we were kind of branding it, but it just wasn't, I wasn't able to put as much effort and time, you know, because like you said, doing my own shows and, and working and, and everything, it just was very difficult. And I'm a one man show for the most part. So got to be a lot of work. But, anyways, you know, I, I basically had producing podcasts for people to pay for the rent and the internet for for the for the studio location. So it was self, you know, it was self-sufficient. I think at uh, one time I had I was doing seven shows and you know was able to pay I I wasn't charging much either. I was just mostly doing it cuz I wanted to improve my game and just wanted to help out other people as well to get the, to get it out there. So I was basically asking for the bare minimum of of my time and to help pay for the, the space that I was renting and the internet and everything like that and the electricity. So really I wasn't charging very much. And, you know, like I said, I was doing seven shows at one point in time. Now, unfortunately, as, as I'm sure, you know, a lot of shows pod fade and, you know, a lot of those shows have now gone away for various reasons. Three of them uh, no longer exist. 
So I'm still doing four, three of which are my own. And, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm open to doing other shows, but I haven't, I haven't really been out there, you know, like working, actively working towards it. But um, it's, it's something that's always in the back of my mind that I may do more of. And I've done some voiceover work and, you know, I've recorded voiceover for films and commercials and stuff like that. So it is stuff that, that I might branch out and do more than just podcasting, but I do love podcasting. I love the medium and I love helping people to, to get their voice out there so others can hear it. Well, I think that comes through just in our conversation right now, like just your passion for podcasting and you have to really love it to do it for six years and then (laughs) say doing my own podcast isn't enough i need more podcasting in my life let me start doing other people's shows um did you have was there a moment when you were helping either produce a podcast or help someone get their podcast off the ground where it just like crystallized in your mind like i really love what i'm doing like i'm so glad that i get to do this uh you know and and make a little bit on the side so I can continue to do that. Were there any moments like that that really stick out to you? So let's see. There, there's a couple things that come to mind. And, and and I would say this is, I don't know if you're going to ask this question later on, but, you know, but um, perhaps, you know, perhaps this is the answer now. But we, we've had some listeners who have called in and have told us stories about how our podcast has has helped them. And one in particular, we have a, a, a gentleman who lives in Australia, and he's actually become like a pretty good friend of the show. And he works in a hospital around, like in a hospice with, you know, it, it's, it's not a great environment. It's, he works with people who are sick and or dying. And it's just kind of a rough, a rough thing. And he said, as soon as he gets out, he loves to tune into the podcast because it, 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 it sort of gets him out of that. And it makes him like, happy like it, it it's sort of like a happy place because otherwise he would just go nuts to like dealing with all this sickness and, and death and like hearing that just really had a huge impact on 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 us because we we're like wow like we just you know we're, we're a bunch of jerks just just talking and and the, the fact that people actually listen to us is cool but the fact that people listen to us to you know get to overcome some of their own issues or some or, or or even just to take a break from real life that really sort of was very humbling and and we were kind of taken aback by that so that's one thing that always really stuck with me and you know we've had some other stories here and there you know people who just you know like they, they work all day and, and it just helps pass the time and you know like i said we we have you know we're doing we're going to be doing episode 334 tonight and so we have 334 episodes and we actually had one guy who listened to all of our episodes in 6 months because he all he does is listen to podcasts all day at work and he's like you guys got me through 6 months of work he's like I don't know how I can repay you but you know I I love what what you know what you guys do and it's it's so it's so humbling. I mean, we're not, you know, we're not curing cancer or anything here, but you know, like it's, it's, it's really humbling to hear that people really dig what you do enough to allow it to give them joy or, or to take them out of a bad situation. Well, and what's so crazy is that you guys don't have like a self-help feel good (laughs) podcast. (laughs) So it's not like you could have predicted these kind of outcomes from people that listen to you. Right. Exactly. Like that's, 
some people have said we're we're like the nerdy Howard Stern, which I don't really love that that comparison. I, I get why people might say it because it's you know there's a lot of zaniness that happens on the show. Uh, you know we're not as you know, as deprived or deprived, maybe I mean depraved, but deprived either. But you know, we're we're not as depraved as 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 that. But you know, like I think that 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 it's sort of more of a talk, like a talk show. You know, like we do, we are a podcast. We don't shy away from that. But you know, we have sometimes been, uh, you know, we refer to ourselves as the 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 uh, the drive time show from hell. <laughs> the drive time talk show from hell. So, you know, that's sort of uh, one way to describe it. But yeah, like it's, it is interesting because I never really expected that, you know, especially with, with the way our, our, our show can be abrasive to each other at times. And, you know, but I think people like to take a step back and, and they laugh at that when we yell at each other or have disagreements about, about thoughts on films or whatever. People just seem to seem, it seems to resonate with some people. So it's not everyone's bag, but some people really seem to dig it. Well, and that's something that I love about podcasting too is like the people that stick with you, they're they're your people through and through because it's very easy to find something else to listen to. And so like the thing that's always humbling to me as a podcaster is when I see that my numbers are consistent or consistently growing, you know, that tells me that people not only have gotten value of what I've put out there so far, but they want to stick with me to see what happens in the future. And so that's just, it's such a cool thing that you get to have that kind of connection through podcasting and, and to, to have a worldwide impact in that way where you have people from countries all over the place tuning in every single week to listen to you. It's just, it's just mind boggling to me. Yeah, it it really is. And, you know, we've actually had people who, you know, like I said, you know, I was at one point was a producer for seven shows. I some of our listeners would check out all the shows because they were like, yeah, I don't care what they're talking about. Like it's, it's. Even if you pipe in here and there, like I, I want to check it out and see, and you know that that's really like just you know kind of blows my mind, and you know, but yeah, like the the listeners are are like our listeners are are great. I mean, everyone's listeners are are the best listeners in the world, and yep. you know, it, you know that that's certainly uh, true here. But you know, we have people who tune in every Wednesday, just like we plan Wednesday nights at nine p.m. Some of our listeners don't make plans on Wednesday nights either, and they want to tune in live to to see what we're going to say next, and. That once again, I you know I keep using the word humbling, but it's it's very humbling for for people to plan their lives around your podcast. Like that's that's crazy because it we do drop it on you know on on all the podcatchers and you know Apple Podcasts and everywhere a couple of days later, but still people want to catch it live. There's something interesting about that to them, you know. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So so I want to switch gears a little bit and talk about uh, goals. So I think most people, when they start a podcast, they have a particular end goal in mind. That this is kind of the 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 reason for this podcast existence is to get me to some other place. So so I'm I'm actually curious because you've been doing this for a long time, um, and when you started, it was mainly to promote your band, and then that kind of evolved. So I'm curious what your goals are now for the podcast, and and kind of where you're hoping it goes in the future. Yeah, that, that's an interesting one. We've, you know, a lot of people want to, you know, make it their careers. They want to make money at podcasting. And, you know, I, I sometimes tell people, go be, go find a way to be a celebrity first and then get into podcasting because that's, that's a better way. You're not going to become a celebrity podcasting, uh, you know. So, 
you know, we're certainly not expecting to, you know, be household names or anything out of this. It's, it's really just our, you know, our, our enjoyment of spending time with each other. And so I don't, honestly, I, I don't know where, like, I mean, sure, we can get some more listeners here and there if we get exposed to, you know, to the right, to the right listener base or whatever. But really, our goal is to continue doing what we do. And, Hopefully people dig it, you know, and, and so far so good. We've, you know, we've, we've been doing it for a while now and, you know, like we've been able to maintain a good listener base and get uh, still able to acquire new listeners. But, you know, like we've even looked into like sponsorships and we've done some sponsorships here and there, but it's, it's, we want to feel a connection to whatever we're talking about. And a lot of, a lot of the, you know, a lot of the sponsors out there like are just not products that we would use. And I'm not, you know, I'm not saying that to be too cool for school, you know, but you know, we're not going to sell underwear or socks or, you know, just, that's just not, this is not us, you know, maybe on some of my other shows, you know, I would, I actually did have a sponsorship on another show, you know, that worked out really, really well for us. And, you know, but, but for what we're doing, it's just sort of what we do. And, you know, maybe if there was, you know, um, you know, like a, like a, a network or like a, a website or something that wanted our sort of brand of zaniness to do something for them. That might be something that we might consider, but for now, like we're really just enjoying what we do. And, and, you know, there's re- like, we've actually, uh, one, I guess one thing that we, we have wanted to do is to do more live shows. We've, we've actually done like on location shows. We did like shows at a theater at conventions, things like that. So, you know, that's another way we can continue to, to grow and to challenge ourselves because, you know, we've been doing live shows in the studio for a long time, but in front of a crowd, that's, that's a different thing. And, you know, we did, uh, I think our second or third one just this past October and it was awesome. Like we had such a great time and we had some new folks who, who had just, you know, found out about us from, from doing it. So that's something that, that I think I'd like to do more of is, is that sort of live in person on location sort of thing. And, you know, obviously that's, you know, I, I guess it's a live podcast, but at that point it sort of becomes something a little bit different where it's not speaking to the audience that you normally would. So it, it is slightly different, but that's something that we enjoy is, is just getting out there and, you know, and, and, and meeting people and being in front of them and, and being able to hopefully make people laugh or smile. Well, and, and the sweet spot that you kind of landed in, which I think is really the, the key to, uh, being able to go like stay in podcasting for the long haul is that you your only goal is to continue to play the game right that you're not trying right. to win or make it or land a movie contract or like you know get Casper mattress to start plugging <laughs> ads in your podcast like that's not why you're doing it right. and that's not where you're trying to go you just want to continue to be able to do it and if that means you know monetizing in some way or doing listener supported something so that you can buy more gear or continue to host or whatever it is like it, if your goal is just to continue to play then it's really hard to lose in podcasting yeah exactly and and it's funny that you mentioned that because we the funny thing is just sort of by accident we actually have been in several films in the last couple of years because we've ended up you know like making some very good friends who are filmmakers and we you know one of the guys on the show has been in three movies this this year. None of them are, are released yet, but he filmed three this year. Uh, we did a short film last year. We're we're in a, a a documentary about cult film that's that's uh, making the festival run right now. So, sort of just this 
by pure accident, we've actually been able to have slightly more success or exposure, I guess. So, so yeah, that's one of the things that we never even sought out, but it just kind of came to us and we're like, yeah, of course we'll do that. That's really cool. <laughs> You're able to <laughs> leverage your podcast networking and, and notoriety to be able to get in some movies. I mean, that's, that's pretty awesome, I think, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and I've, I've gotten some requests for voiceover work as well. So like there, there's, there's that, which is, which is always awesome. So, so yeah, so I'm always open, you know, but it's not something I've ever really sought out. It's just kind of come to me. And, and, you know, I think that's kind of the, the, the coolest part about it. And if, if I actually had more time, maybe I could leverage it into a, a more lucrative side hustle, as you say. <laughs> Looking back on all the mistakes you made, all the things that you learned, is there anything that you would change about your, I guess, your, your history in podcasting? And anything you would go back and and change, or would you just stick with the mistakes, knowing that those led to where you are now? Yeah, it's a really interesting question because that's how you learn and grow is from making mistakes. And so I'm a I'm a strong believer in you know like learning from them. So for me, I I wouldn't necessarily want to change anything. I guess I guess if I had that time machine, <laughs> you know, I would. I would probably have, well, actually, I don't know. I mean, I, it's, it's that whole growth of it. Like, I, I just love where it was and where it is now. Because, like I said, it started out with, you know, like, it was five of us all on either Skype or phones. Like, at the time we started, one of the guys still had a flip phone. <laughs> so, and, and he would call in from his flip phone. And, you know, but, but it's, it's cool to have come from there and, and to know like, Hey, that's where we were and this is where we are now. So I wouldn't necessarily change that because, you know, because it's out there and I, and I like people to see the growth because, you know, not only can I grow from that myself, but I think other people can as well. Cause people actually have commented all of our episodes are out there for, you know, for free. I know a lot of podcasts only keep X amount of episodes, but all of ours are, are all 334 as of now are, are out there. So you know, people want to go listen to them. I'm, I'm not ashamed of anything we've done, but you know, if people want to say, Hey, where should I start? I probably wouldn't say episode zero or episode <laughs> one, you know, I'd probably say, well, maybe one of our most recent ones. But so I guess if anything I would change is maybe to expedite the, my growth, you know, because I, I, you know, if we had been doing a live show earlier, or if I've been doing it, you know, without editing it in the early days, maybe I would have had more time for fun or maybe I would have grown in different ways. So I guess that's really the, the thing is, is, you know, that I probably would have expedited things, but honestly, like I'm not, you know, I have no regrets. And, and honestly, if anyone is out there listening to this, that has, that wants to do a podcast and is, is sort of on the fence, I say, just do it, jump, jump, <laughs> jump off that bridge and just do it. And you're going to grow and you're going to get better. And there's nothing wrong with, doing that the hardest part is taking that first step if you don't take that first step you'll never know and you know i I genuinely think that that's the best part about it a hundred percent (laughs) agree sometimes you just got to take that leap of faith and and hope you find figure out a way to fly on your way down yeah exactly so would you say that podcasting has made you a better person or helped you to grow uh in in areas that you wouldn't have otherwise 
I, I definitely would. I was as you know, as a kid, I was shy. I was really shy. And I you know, I just didn't really have much confidence in 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 speaking or speaking in front of people. I was very quiet when I spoke. And, you know, going back to talking about inter- the internet radio days when I would do that, like I said, I, I just hated talking. I just wanted to play music. And, but then people started to tell me I had a good voice. And then, you know, I started to be like, well, may- maybe they're not lying. Maybe they're right. And I ended up doing uh, what I called, uh, at the time was called the late night serial. So I wrote like a two paragraph story and I would have other people add to it, like basically create their own characters, their own stories in the world. And I would read them on air because I wanted to get better at at reading and get better at broadcasting and communicating. So that was sort of a challenge to myself and also to get people involved in it. And it was and it was awesome. Like it was it was such a cool thing where people were adding their own elements of story to it. And it became this 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 huge world at at a, at a certain point. And it, it's something that I would love to resurrect eventually. And once again, time isn't really on, on my side, but it was an interesting concept. And, and when I was doing that, I got, I just started to get more comfortable, you know, reading and, and with, with my cadence and, and everything. And, you know, I got a lot of really good feedback on it as well. And that sort of helped me to gain more confidence as I went. And, you know, as so for my day job at the time, this is several years ago before I started the podcast, there was a lot of presentations that I would have to give. And I was always petrified of doing them. So, you know, wasn't the, gra- the greatest public speaker, but podcasting has now doing it has helped me to grow as someone who's a, as a communicator, I can communicate better. Uh, I feel more comfortable doing so. I have no problem talking in front of audiences now. And like I said, we did, we've done a few live shows in front of an audience and, you know, like I, I love it. I love the, just the, the back and forth. I love people shouting out stuff to us and, and being able to interact with them. And, you know, it, so in in that way, it has definitely helped me grow as a person in terms of communication and just feeling more comfortable just in my own skin, I guess, in a way. So, you know, it, not just communicating, but just being able to feel comfortable around other people and just talking. So, yeah, for me, it's 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 been huge. And, you know, that's, that's one of the things that one of the journeys when I kind of take a, a bird's eye view at it, I can look and say, hey, you know, this has actually helped me. And I think it could help a lot of other people as well. Yeah, it's so cool how just putting yourself out there and making podcasts and and trying to help people or just share something you're passionate about, it just it just gives you that sense of self esteem and that confidence that you know I'm I'm putting myself out there and people are listening and yeah. they're still listening and then other people are listening to it and validating that yeah you do have something to offer. Because it is really easy to kind of feel insecure and anxious, especially when you're first starting, because you want it to be like as perfect as possible, but you have to right. you have to work your way all through that mediocrity to get there. Um, but it is really cool how podcasting makes you a more confident person. Yeah, I, I think so. And and you know, like I said, if people are on the fence, just just do it because that's how you learn is from your mistakes and. You know, I know I've talked to people who are like, oh, well, you know, I, I got to get better. I got to research. I got to do all these things. And, and I, I just tell them, just do it. Just try it. Even even if you just distribute it amongst your friends, 
to, for feedback or other podcasters. You, you know, if you don't feel comfortable releasing it, don't release it. Just let other people hear it, gather feedback. I'm, I'm such a huge proponent of getting feedback from other people and learning how to improve. It's so, it's so important. And yeah, and it, over time, you'll just get better at it. Awesome. Well, Jesse, it's been a lot of fun sitting down and chatting and talking shop with you. Uh, and I, I especially appreciate just your your willingness to be to be authentic and share your real experience with podcasting that's, that's not polished and not perfect. But I think it, it's it's so refreshing to hear, you know, that when you're in the middle of the grind and in the middle of the struggle and, you know, should I continue doing this? And are other people experiencing the same doubts and anxieties that I am? that yeah we're we're all we're all in this together like there's no there's no perfect people podcasting we're all jacked up we all have things that we wish weren't there but at the end of the day we can offer ourselves to our listeners and be able to engage with them and impact them in a unique way and so i'm just really grateful for for you being willing to share those things uh on the podcast today of, of course, and I, I really appreciate the platform, and I love w- what you guys are doing with this. And I think it's, I think it's phenomenal, and and you know, we are basically on the same playing field now as all these celebrities, and you know, it we may not have the amount of listens that that they do, but we're on the same platform. It's it's sort of that thing when you you know when you watch movies as a kid, you're like, oh, I want to be a movie star. Like it, it seemed like such this impossible goal, but now. You can listen to a podcast and you can do that. You can do that. And that's one of the great things. Like I still listen to, you know, some podcasts with some celebrities. I, you know, I, I mostly listen to them with my friends, like a podcast that, that, you know, have my friends on them. But, you know, I do like, like to listen to some others and, you know, I'm, I'm on the same, you know, I'm on the same places that they are. And, and that's, that's a really sort of cool message. And, you know, I think that other people out there, you know, who once again, might be on the fence or maybe struggling with why am I doing this? You know, like y- you have the same platform that everyone else has. You have access to everyone in the world. It's just a matter of finding your audience. And, you know, it might take time and, you know, it might be frustrating along the way. But, you know, as as long as you love doing it, like there's no reason not to. And yeah, like I, I, I think it's, you know, I love talking about it and I, I could literally talk about it all day. And, you know, I think it's great what you guys are doing. And I, I'm looking forward to hearing hearing all the stories of, of other podcasters and to hear their journey and to hear sort of where they've come and, and uh, where, where they are now. Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, so I like to end our interviews on a fun note. Uh, and you can take this question however you want to. Um, but if you had a time machine that could take you back to the moment right before you started your recording your first episode, and you can only offer yourself one piece of advice, what would you tell yourself? Oh man, I should have been ready for this too because I've <laughs> I listened to uh, the first episode. But what would I tell myself? I I would pro- I would tell myself. Don't edit <laughs> right off the bat. Don't edit. You're going to waste hours of your life. You know, just don't do it. So that would probably be it because, you know, and especially for the podcast that I do for Trick or Treat Radio, it is, it's sort of that unfiltered sort of thing and, and it works. So, you know, like I said, it was not going to work for everyone, but for me, I would have saved hours of my life. I could have beat more video games. I could have watched more movies. Man, like all that time I wasted. 
Now, if you love scary movies and would be interested in listening to a horror-based pop culture podcast, then make sure to go and check out Trick or Treat Radio over at trickortreatradio.com, and you can also subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Do you wish that you could be the next guest on Podcasting in Real Life? Well, you can. All you have to do is click on the link in the show notes and submit your application. And if today's episode inspired you or resonated with you, we would love to hear back from you. All you have to do is leave a review in Apple Podcasts to let us know what you thought. And by doing that, you'll also help us to reach more podcasters just like you. Well, that is it for today. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, keep podcasting.